How many of you are still half asleep after uh, staying up late for that game last night? It was a game that, I mean, I get it. It was like a battle of the defense in the first half. But boy, the second half paid off. For those of you who thought, eh, I'm going to bed. (laughs) You missed a great game. It went into overtime. That was only the second Super Bowl to ever go into overtime. Was it, it was the first one though with these new with the new uh, overtime rules, I, right? I'm not sure. I'm going to guess that's the case, but um, cuz it used to be I feel like the last time I saw unless I'm thinking of a different one was when you could go down the field, kick a field goal and say, "Where are the champs?" This felt more like a real victory. <laughs> it did for, feel like a real victory for Kansas City, uh, but wow, go. what a game that was. That was um, some game there to get it to come back from 10 to nothing at one point in that game. Uh, it was ten to three at halftime, yeah. and how about that? Ki- that um, point after the, missed, the score uh, yeah, that a... that got blocked that made all the difference. But of course, you don't know how they would have played differently after that. Um, a lot of things to talk about from the game. Yeah, I mean, we've got a game to talk about. We've got commercials to talk about. We've got songs <coughs> to talk songs about. Songs to talk about. So-called got, halftime shows, which was literally a good halftime show. You just didn't like it a lot. We've got Taylor Swift at the game. We've got Travis Kelsey and very questionable questionable behavior on the sideline. Who hasn't? <laughs> Almost what? knocked their coach over. God. During a fit of rage. I think that's a red flag. It's a red flag, and I'm not talking He's football. He's a football player. He only responds to yellow, yellow flags. flags. God. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely completely unacceptable, bad, bad behavior. But anyway, we have a lot. Of, he did hog him after. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, that, they're going to say, well, you know, he at the moment wanted to play, blah, 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 blah. and they'll like all just poo-poo it, right? If they lost that game... I think it would be talked about a lot more. Or if you knocked him over and they had to take him off on a cart. God. If you didn't see it, Andy mm-hmm. Reid was standing there. There was a play and Kelsey wasn't in and he was upset. And he had to ran up it on him angry. It wasn't just any play. It was the one where play, a yeah. fumble happened. And I sure. guess. But to get in his face is one thing. To like do the old chest bump kind of thing where it kind of knocked him a few steps back. Completely inappropriate. It's a red flag. Yeah, I mean, I heard Andy Reid say, oh, it just knocked me off balance a little bit. And I understand the competitive nature. And if I was a coach, I'd want someone who was like, come on, put me in. I guess I'd want that. But I'm not a coach. And I don't know. They, apparently, they have a really good relationship. Kelsey went up to Reid and hugged him. Uh, they said Reid had patted him on the back, seeming to indicate that things had been reconciled. Uh, the Chiefs' frustration seemed to get the better of them during the first half, Yeah, if you watch the game. But Kelsey lost uh, composure during the second quarter. That was after the running back, uh, Pacheco, fumbled in the red zone right after the former Jets uh, receiver, Nicole Hardman, had made a 52-yard catch to put the Chiefs on the nine-yard line. Ugh. Anyway, they're reported he threw off his helmet as he came off the field, which he also did in December against the Raiders. So I he once, wasn't having a good game in the first half, that's for sure. Yeah, I was once having, I once I used to have anger issues. Nancy, I had, I had anger issues. Which is funny because no, you really I, don't have any anger issues now. You've like, if you did, I, I would, I would have, I would love to just see that person for one day, every, just to see what that would be like. But every once in a while, if did you chest bump anybody at work today? No, <laughs> no, I meant when you had anger no, issues. No, like I, I learned a long time ago. I'm not going to yell at other. 
people when I'm angry, but I would like throw my headphones or I'd. One time I punched, the worst was I punched a chair. Okay. The yeah, padding awesome. of the chair. Yeah. Did you but break your the, fingers? The or? padding was missing and I hit the metal back and I like my knuckle got, I, I probably broke my knuckle. I never went to the doctor, but after that I was like, all right, this is probably a bad idea. I got to find a better way. So then I tried different ways of burning off that kind of anger. Thing. Right. Right. But it's just, ultimately I have to realize that it, you can't freak out like that and mm-hmm. age calms you. Yeah. So that was, uh, Pretty crazy, I thought. Anyway, also, um, some of the other things about the game people are talking about was the decision for the 49ers after winning that overtime coin toss um, to begin overtime on offense. Now, they say that may have obviously been in the old rules, Jason, where you score first. Sure. Da, 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 da. Um, they're, they're saying, and I'm looking at a number of different stories that say, why would you go on offense? You've got the new rules. Make sure both of you get a possession. Then you kind of know what you've got to do. And that changes a lot of the decisions that you might make in the plays, right? I mean, if you, well, yeah, the if old- you get the ball back and they didn't get anything, you're going to be playing it different than if you've got to get a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, the old rules were first team to score any points. So if you kicked a field goal, you won. This one, they give the other team a chance. I just think they should do a full-on quarter, start to finish, because that's more like real football. Because when you go down, you you know, San Francisco goes down, they kick that field goal, they're up by three. It's do or die, really. They have to either score a touchdown to win or kick a field goal to be safe. I guess it's a a little different, but... um, yeah. You know, they play, you can play a little bit more loose. Yeah, it used to be. And even just in the regular season, it only allows both of you a possession if the first team doesn't score a touchdown. This is different. Yeah. You, you each get a shot in the beginning. So anyway, people, are, you know, especially 49ers fans, are probably like, what? Why did that happen? Um, but anyway, the game was a really, uh, I can't wait to see just what kind of viewership it had. 25 to 22 was the uh, final score. Mahomes, the MVP of that game. No so typical. shocker there. No the real shocker. MVP we all know is Taylor Swift. Oh, right? God. They didn't show her as much as I thought they would. I'll be honest. At the end, I think oh, I saw. Oh, they showed it quite a Because you didn't see a lot of the second half. You said yeah. you got up at, when it got to overtime. But as they were coming back and moving the ball and stuff, oh, you'd then see it was her more. more. I'm not saying it was gratuitous, but they know damn well that they've got a lot I, of people watching who want to see Taylor Swift. I did see her. If for only a fleeting glimpse. I saw her pound a beer that, down. That I saw, and I said, this is not... Not good family values. Enough of you. <laughs> Taylor Swift. I'm done with you. Is this her bad girl era? Well, I mean, if, she, if it is, I think it's more a college freshman. <laughs> it really College was. freshman. I'm going to pound a beer. I mean, she's 30, what, four? Is yeah, something like that. And she's pounding a beer. She yeah. didn't pound a beer like she pounds a beer all she the time. She pounded a beer like a college freshman would. Like, I've never had a beer, <laughs> but I'll drink it fast. Because it looks cool. <laughs> oh, dear God. Anyway, um, <clears throat> what'd you think of the game? Did you watch it? Uh, 570-883-0098. We got other stuff involved in that uh, whole thing, too. How about the commercials? Some of you may only watch it for the commercials. I I don't even see mine being mentioned, but it's also because I love the song, but there was um, the Volkswagen commercial with the Neil Diamond song, I Am... I yeah. said, is that the title, I think? But that's one of the lyrics. Basically, honoring America and Volkswagen's journey through America <laughs> no, or something just, like that, right? It was just very nostalgic because it had, like, the old VW bug. And, you know, I was growing up in the 70s and stuff. We all do the punch bug thing. And oh, I grew up in the 80s. A, it, we did that, too. It even had a, um, what, what was the cartoon where they used to go punch bug? Simpsons. 
reference in it too. Okay. They showed like the Simpsons in the back seat. Punch punch. But it was I thought that was cute. But there's a lot of other ones they're talking about. The Jesus ad. That got a lot of people talking, and I, my wife was quick to pick up on that. I was just like, what is this? She goes, it's a Jesus commercial. I go, it was. It? Well, it's called He, he Gets Us. Very controversial, though. I, I mean, I guess in some ways. My first thought was, you know, it might be a good use of millions of dollars rather than an ad. You know, giving money maybe to people who are struggling or homeless or sheltering, that might be a good form of using that money, right? Yeah, it's called um, the first ad entitled "Foot Washing," aired mm. in the first quarter of the game. And what it did was it showed uh, different still images of people, including a woman outside a family planning clinic having their feet washed. My husband at first was like, "What is this about?" And I said, "It's got to be religious, or because I can't yeah, imagine someone trying to make." A joke out of that. Like, I'm going, there's no way anybody's ad is going to take a joke on the whole washing of the feet, which yeah. is a very I, religious and symbolic. After my act. wife, after my wife was like, oh, it's religious. I was like, oh, yeah, the feet washing. That makes sense. Before that, I was like, all right, I'm dying to know where the punchline is because I right. kept waiting for something funny, not realizing That's it. That's what my husband said. Yeah, and I so, go, okay. no, nothing's going to be funny with this one because it's very much so about Jesus and the foot washing. And that's like the Holy Thursday, I believe, right before Easter um, thing that's done in many churches. But it showed, um, again, various images of people. Uh, they. They said, we are trying to be very intentional to build off last year's message. Instead of showing people fighting, showing people demonstrating what it looks like to love your neighbor. So that was the other controversial part of this, which were people who like to think of themselves as Christian or, you know, very religious people who may be hostile to immigrants. Um, I know you're going to go illegal. Okay, whatever you want to say, because you can say that people are illegal. Um, but the, some people took offense to it because I'm a Christian, but I don't think they should be here. So other people took it as, you know, they were offended because that was, you know, was, using religion to make us look like bad people. There was also what appeared to be a gay man at the end having his feet washed. I saw that. Um, do I know he was gay? No, it's a picture. But the implication, the implication, and the the every stereotypical thing they could throw in there almost was done to to make that message almost clear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the uh, the got he people gets talking, us though. ad. Um, it was started by what is the Servant Foundation in 2022. It's now managed by a newly formed nonprofit called Come Near. And they say that their goal is to share the life and the love of Jesus in thought-provoking new year, new ways. So, uh, you know, um, the organization, just so you know, um, also people had talked about the fact that it's, uh, I guess, in the past, the organization donated $50 million to the Alliance Defending Freedom from 2018 to 20. The ADF um, had been listed as an anti-LGBTQ hate group in 2016. Um, and that was, um, you know, one of the things that people had talked about. It's called the Alliance Defending Freedom. So, you know, money that was connected to this group in the past. So people have been talking about that, but let's talk about some of the best ads. We'll get into that 
when we come back. We're going to talk about this weather, too. I mean, we didn't even get into the weather. Mainly the biggest stuff that's going to be affecting us today is the storm. And um, we're looking at three to six inches or even four to eight. I'm seeing some models that show in the higher elevations. uh, This thing can go northward of eight inches by the time it's said and done. So we'll be chatting all about that this morning as we get ready for it. The precipitation is going to hit. Taking a look at the Storm Tracker 16 forecast with Allie Gallo. Um, we're going to start with sun today. So it's a dry day. It's when we get yes. after dinner time. Uh, that That's as, as long as you eat dinner later in the day. Um, it's going to start with rain. It's going to mix over to a mix and then snow. Obviously, probably higher elevations. Uh, colder is going to turn to snow more quickly, obviously, than the Valley Cities. Uh, but that thing's going to be heavy overnight. There are some places that could could get one to two inches uh, per hour of snowfall. Uh, totals they're talking about three to six inches in the Valley Cities, four to eight inches in the higher elevations. I did see the National Weather Service saying anywhere from six to 12, but even... Uh, WNEP is saying, uh, look, this, these are the numbers we see, but this thing still could track just a little bit this way or that right. way, and that can make a difference in snow totals. So when we chat with Allie Gallo, we'll take a look and see if it's moved in any way that will get us on a higher end or perhaps uh, make it a little better. But so far, this whole thing looks like it's moved more into our area than it was when we were kind of going into the weekend. There's a couple things that seem to not downplay it, but kind of make you feel at ease, which, like you said today, it's being described as, hey, nothing to worry about, everybody. But tonight there is. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, today's going to be great. And maybe tomorrow afternoon will be great. But in that middle? Yeah. It's going to be fast moving. So by early afternoon, it's out of here. The problem is, what the heck are we going to be left with by then? So yeah. get ready for it. It's going to be a heavy, wet snow. So there are concerns about power outages and also, obviously, concerns for you that when you have to shovel it, that's very strenuous. That's very, very taxing on your body. To kind of, uh, kind of quote, airplane. Looks like I picked the wrong day to have a back that doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can't woke up with like a stiff like uh, knots in my back and I'm like, I can't move. Well, it doesn't help when we're, you know, glued to a TV watching a game, um, which I was, and it was like, I wanted I wanted the Chiefs to win, I'll admit this. Um, but I have to say that by the time we were getting to the end of that game, I'm like, just somebody win this thing. Don't go into a double <laughs> overtime. I, I don't think I could take it anymore because I was so tired. Um, a lot of you might be walking around sleepy. What commercials stood out to you? as being the most compelling. Text us uh, the ones you either liked or absolutely hated. Um, Coming up next, we'll kind of do a recap. We do know which ones people were most talking about. Um, There's also a a place online where people can go and vote, and we'll let you know what people think about them as well. Calm before the storm. Going to be messy tonight into tomorrow. absolutely is. Yeah, tonight is when the mix of precipitation is coming in. Starting as rain, obviously, depending on the temperature where you're at, uh, that changeover will be happening. And then after midnight, it's expected to be pretty much snow throughout all of northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, Storm Tracker 16 saying three to six inches in the Valley Cities, four to eight inches in the higher elevations. But they're saying still this thing could track a little bit different here or there. And there could be more snow than that. So we will talk a little bit later on with Allie Gallo. She is in for Joe Snedeker. He has a long, long weekend. Um, so he'll be back tomorrow. Did you see the RFK Jr. 
ad that ran, a super PAC that is uh, pro RFK Jr. obviously aired a Super Bowl ad. It cost seven million dollars. Um, look, it was a complete ripoff of a famous ad by his uncle, former President John F. Kennedy, at his 1960 campaign. It's horribly disgusting. I just think that you would rip off and play off your your assassinated uncle's campaign, um, especially since almost everybody in your family, including his uh, family members, which are yours, of course, since you're all related, but yeah. um, they're all talking about how he shouldn't be running, he shouldn't be president, and now he's literally ripped off an ad that was his uncle's ad. And it's two very, very different people and different candidates. So there was a lot of anger from the family and his response to one of them, one of the Shrivers responded and he responded, you know, sorry if it brought up, you know, bad memories. I don't have it right in front of me, but basically said, um, you know, this was something a, a pack did. It's not ours. However, on his, it, right? on his um, social media accounts, he shared the ad. So don't pretend yeah, well, I don't have anything to do with this. I'm sorry if it brings up bad memories and bad thoughts, but and then go and share it. It was pretty gross. It was a remake of a 1960 campaign spot. The same jingle and the same motif, if you saw it, uh, for President John F. Kennedy's then um, ad. Better than better he do it than Biden or Trump. Or any because at the least it's in his family name, but I guess that makes it, it hits home for everybody. Especially else. though, since the fact that none of his family yeah. is happy with him even running. Um, the ad uh, was quickly criticized by his cousin Bobby Shriver. Here's what Shriver wrote: My cousin's Super Bowl ad used our uncle's faces and my mother's. She would be appalled by his deadly healthcare views. Respect for science, vaccines, and healthcare equity equity were in her DNA. She strongly supported my healthcare work at and he has like two campaigns that he which he opposes. Um, then Shriver's brother Mark posted that he agreed. Kennedy apologized to members of his family in a post on X after the ad aired. I am so sorry if the Super Bowl ad caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Values Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. However, he, as I just mentioned, retweeted it and all that other fun stuff. So he's totally cool with it. And just because I feel like I just got this wrong. So the Super PAC commercials, he does not have to say, I approve this message. They do that on their own. That's just on their own. It's okay, just yeah, paid sorry. for by blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. yeah. I always feel like I hear that, uh, like, even if it's not there, then. Yeah. It's just, uh, it, look, if you, if you really were outraged about something like that, or yeah. if you felt it was in poor taste, which I think it was, and I think most people would probably agree, um, you would be absolutely upset. If somebody just ripped it off, you you would think the first thing you would do is come out and say, look, I don't approve of that. That That is just not a good thing for anybody to put out. That was his campaign. This is my campaign. Um, it's just, it's no. gross. How are they going to feel when he sees a 35-point bump in the polls? <laughs> All of a sudden. No. Oh, Kennedy's running. Oh, geez. It's just nuts. All right. Uh, 570-883-0098. Which ad did you like? I know a lot of people like Dunking's ad. And that's, I, I, and I have to, I'm going to be honest with you. I hated it. 
But this I, is the Ben Affleck commercial, correct? That's why I didn't like it. I'm not an Affleck no. and J Lo kind of person, and that's no if like I I get it if yeah. you guys like it. It's actually trending very high. People really liked it. Um, I I just didn't enjoy it at all. I uh, I thought. This is, I'm watching this going, huh, it's interesting. Give me a couple of good laughs at the end. Matt Damon making fun of him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. I think this whole Ben Affleck and uh, Duncan commercials is, it kind of makes fun of Ben Affleck, which I think you should probably like. It's probably designed for people who don't like him. <laughs> right. However, this morning when I was thinking about commercials, that was not the one that really jumped out to me. I forgot about it completely until I saw, oh, there it is. The one that really made me happy. And I, I don't know why, just because it's so fun and everyone's like in your own head doing your own imitation was the Arnold commercial Arnold for State Farm where he's like neighbor 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 neighbor. oh him and Danny DeVito yeah and that was the big catch at the end where he's like you know like a good neighbor State Farm is there Danny DeVito jumps in it was a you know that was cute (laughs) cute yeah because they were in that what was it uh, uh, twins. Together, twins. Twins, That's and then right. I think a movie called Were They in Junior Together? Was he in that? Or I don't, I don't even know. That, so. I feel like, it, I, anyway, I thought that was pretty good. I thought Vince Vaughn did a, a commercial where there was a, uh, it was a gambling commercial. Okay. And everyone was allowed to play and mm-hmm. win, except for Tom Brady because he's won enough. And it was cute. It was funny. And sure. it made me think, yeah, that's right. We can all win. Screw him, though. And that was, <laughs> oh, I think, yeah. how a lot of people feel, too. And Brady was part of it as well. And yeah. He, you know, poked fun at himself. Oh, God. One thing, let me just say. Because he'll be commentating next year, right? Yes, because he'll be on one of the networks. I think Fox, maybe. Yeah. Um, look, <clears throat> Tony Romo has great insight at times. Is there ever a time, though, where he can just like muzzle it for like a couple seconds? Because I started to hear him when I fell asleep. I felt like you were never allowed to have a moment of just... A pause. It's like, it was like, like stop the tape, stop the tape. I'm going to show you this. I want to show you this. And his hand there, he put his hand up there. So that made him push the ball. This, yeah, I guess after the the game, but like during it, it was just, oh, it was tiresome. I get it. Some people love it. I know my wife, actually, she said she was so excited. Okay. We didn't see many Tony Romo games this year watching all the Browns games on the right. uh, Sunday ticket, but she was so excited and she loves the way he does it because he kind of breaks it down. A lot of times he explains things uh, or predicts they're going to do this, this, right. or this, and then oh, the, he has, his he really has instincts are great good. instincts and great insight because he Insight's knows the word, what yeah. they're thinking. Correct. I would just wish that I think the only thing is like sometimes less is more. I'm not saying he's not valuable and, and I'm not saying he shouldn't talk. It's just he talks too much, I think. If he was really being honest, so at the end of the game, he'd be like, like, if I'm the Chiefs, I have no idea what you do now. You're down by three. Because he never was able to come back to win the big game like yeah. that. So maybe that would have been. I'll have insight into what you sh- I should have done. Yes, yes. 570-883-0098. Tony Romo. What do you think? Am I wrong? Up or down? Like too much? Not enough? <laughs> anyway, I don't know how you could possibly have more. Uh, look at the snow that's coming yeah, in. No, winter it storm. Look fun. Winter storm tonight. Looking at uh, the uh, the storm uh, coming from Allie Gallo. Not that she's bringing the storms, but she's bringing us the forecast. Sunny skies today. Clouds this afternoon, a high of 45. It's tonight. Cloudy rain mixing with and changing over to snow. Uh, tonight's low 32. Tomorrow, overnight hours, the heaviest snow. And it's going to be a wet, heavy snow. And that could come down like one inches per hour, one inch per hour. And it's going to be anywhere from three to six inches in the cities, the valleys, uh, four to eight inches in the higher elevations. We're going to talk with her 
uh, next hour because this track is still like the one thing that right. is still moving a bit that could make those snow totals change a little bit. Uh, we'll chat with her in an hour and get all those details. The head of the NATO military alliance warned on Sunday that Donald Trump is putting the safety of U.S. troops and their allies at risk after the presidential front runner for the Republicans said Russia should be able to do whatever the hell they want to NATO members who don't meet their defense spending targets. Uh, Jens uh, Stoltenberg, NATO Secretary General, said any suggestion that allies will not defend each other undermines all of our security, including that of the U.S., and it puts American and European soldiers at increased risk. So basically, this was at a rally in South Carolina where Trump recalled how, he, as president, he told an unidentified NATO member he would encourage Russia to do as it wishes in cases of NATO allies who are delinquent. So um, they have caused deep, these comments, deep concern in Poland, which was under Russian control in past centuries and where anxieties are high over the war Russia is waging along the Polish border. Um, the prime minister said we have a hot war at our border, voicing concerns about whether the United States would hold and show full solidarity with other NATO countries in a confrontation that promises to last for a long time with Russia. So very, very concerning statements being made by Donald Trump again about um, whether he would, and we've seen this before, where he's very critical of NATO. And we are in a very difficult situation in the world today, especially with what's going on over there in Russia's yep. um, provocations and invasion of a neighboring country. And to think that we would say, because someone may not have paid their bills, that that alone would be like, hey, Russia, go ahead, do whatever the hell you want. That is absolutely just obscene, outrageous, and concerning. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I watched. Uh, I'm sorry, I watched a bunch of uh, interviews, people, different people breaking this. Excuse me, breaking it down, and the idea that you know NATO members are writing a check to some central organization like that, and paying bills. Like it's not really accurate. It's based mm-hmm. off a percentage of their their economy and. It, it's Look, not as cut and dry as like, oh, you have a delinquent notice? Screw you. Go take them. See, we it was don't, a reckless comment, we I don't think. join NATO so that everyone just gives money. There's, there are reasons why we are allied with others, and it has to do with our own security as well. Yeah. And if you simply think that it's all just a transaction, that it, a country doesn't help another country uh, because of a transaction of money, then you don't belong in the Oval Office. And we saw this behavior before, and it truly puts all of us at risk. If you think everything comes down to dollars and cents, and, and don't think that it has, oh, well, they didn't pay their bill, I'm not going to support them. Let them just get run over. And then what do you do when you're the one who's getting run over? It's just, ugh, it's more disgusting comments. But again, um, you get the apologists like Marco Rubio, who just acted like an ass yesterday. I saw that And clip. tried to be, well, he just talked, but, 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 you know, you guys have your head so far up his, you know what. It is, you, at some point, these people, if they ever get out of politics and they put their head on the pillow at night, they're going to feel shame, shame for the last years of their lives for how much they have capitulated to a bully and someone who doesn't give a damn about anybody else but himself. I don't think they're going to care. And they'll, no, I, they will. They, I truly believe most of them will. I don't think I, that they're all sociopaths. I think that they truly are just people right now who are afraid 
they're cowards and they're people who only care about the next like you know, five miles instead of your entire legacy and the rest of your life. Your name will go down in shame for the stuff that you put up with. But you guys can let us know what you thought about those comments. Five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Meanwhile, um, Lloyd Austin, uh, the defense secretary, admitted to a critical care unit last night. He was hospitalized earlier for a bladder issue according to top doctors at Walter Reed National Military's Medical Center. Um, basically, there's some kind of an emergent bladder issue. He was recently treated for prostate cancer, right? So he did transfer his duties to the Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks just before 5 yeah. p.m. yesterday. And obviously, everybody has not notified a very different uh, story than what had happened when he first went in for cancer treatment after Christmas. So um, just something else, you know, in the news regarding his health. If you're tired, it's probably because you watched part of the game last <laughs> yeah, night. You might have been up going, oh, dear God, we're in overtime. Please don't go to double OT. And it didn't. It went to OT, though. And that was uh, the second time ever a Super Bowl went into the overtime. Uh, but Kansas City Chiefs pulled it out with a win, 25-22. Uh, to 22. Patrick Mahomes, uh, he is uh, MVP. And he calls this the beginning of a dynasty. It certainly uh, looks pretty uh Darn good, doesn't M- it, for them? M- MVP, most valuable pusher, <laughs> yeah, Travis Kelsey, yeah. who pushed Andy Reid, and that's getting a lot of people talking. And uh, Run, Taylor, run! Okay, uh, we're looking at three to six it's inches. next album. <laughs> it's going to make a great album. Uh, three to six inches in the Valley Cities with this storm that's coming. It's not hitting the area until tonight. Um, but four to eight inches in the higher elevations, according to Ali Gallo. And we'll talk with her at Storm Tracker 16 next uh, hour because Snedeker is off today. Hey, we didn't even get to talk about the music. Reba McIntyre. It was it was short, but it was I thought lovely. Star Spangled Banner prior to uh, the. I'm not gonna rather than call it the Super Bowl. Did you see people putting superb owl? No, I didn't see that at all. <laughs> I started to wonder, why am I seeing all this stuff about the superb owl? I don't know if it became a meme, but people said when they were writing that, it was, it was spell-checking to superb great. owl. Anyway, um, there and was... I don't think the NFL owns that name, so you can say it all you want. According to the Associated Press, uh, Reba McIntyre wrapped things up in one minute and 40 seconds, the quickest version at the Super Bowl since Kelly Clarkson sang it 12 years ago. Last year, uh, Chris Stapleton went beyond two minutes so now we've timed this out also uh post malone had a very different take on america the beautiful almost country like folk like it I was must uh, say, like yeah folky country i went to twitter after that or x and uh there was so many people making the same joke i'll be back uh, i'm gonna spend the next three hours trying to explain post malone to my parents because oh, he wow. visually he's got tattoos he looks yeah. like someone doodled on him this is true but i thought it was beautiful um, he did embrace his Texas roots, showed up uh, with his acoustic guitar, a bolo tie. Um, also, uh, Usher performed a 14-song set during halftime, and there were guest appearances. Alicia Keys, Jermaine Dupri, um, Will I Am, Lil Jon, Ludacris. Did you say 14 songs? 
That's what it says. Yeah, because there were little, little tiny snippets, snippets and, in there. Okay, I, I um, guess that's right. It seemed like it was a, a bunch of songs I didn't know, and then turned down for what? Right. Like, yeah! Everyone went nuts. I like that part. Yeah. But. Well, here's the thing. You know, he was an R and B, and also crossed into obviously like top forty. There sure. were some songs, um, but a lot of his stuff is slower stuff. And I know there are people are going, I'm bored, and like, oh, it finished great. So it started off slower, but that's you know he's got a. He's a huge star, and he's a great live singer. There's no doubt about it. it and the like fact his... that he could dance with skates on, that was nuts. It was I'm crazy. sensing a battle between him and uh, Ryan Gosling. For, oh, for, oh, for playing oh. Ken, because there was uh, in Barbie... That's uh, what he did. He, was, he he sang and he was on skates a lot. Uh, okay, I think the two of them could go head to head. <laughs> God, do you guys like it or not?